Hey everyone, and welcome to our young adult podcast, Adultish. As you guys know, it is the month of September, and September is Suicide Awareness Month. And I know what you might be thinking is like, wow, Gabe, that is a difficult conversation. I don't know about this, but I believe that this conversation is going to bless you, whether you have thought about this before, know someone, or uh, I believe that this conversation is going to better equip you to help someone in the future. So I'm super thankful to be here. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. My name is Gabe, and I have the privilege to serve as one of the pastors here at Christ Fellowship. Specifically, young adults love my people. Um, but to go through this uh, really powerful conversation, we've invited an incredible special guest. And I am so excited to be with this person today. And so I want her to introduce herself, please. Hi, Pastor Gabe. Hello. <laughs> um, thank you so much for inviting me. I am Idania Peralta, and I'm actually part of staff here at Christ Fellowship. Um, I'm the community engagement director here. And I get to meet a lot of people in this community. Yes, you do. Well, share share with us a little bit about what you do with community engagement. Of course. Um, as it says, I'm community engagement. I engage the community, but I meet a lot, a lot of people. And um, something that just came to mind since we are in the month of September and it is Suicide Awareness Month. Um, we have what's called a care cottage and we have a lot of people that go through there with so much depression and so much sadness and um, who have had thoughts of, of of suicide. Mm. And it's heartbreaking. Last year um, in this community, there were actually three suicides wow. and it was actually elderly people. Mm. So suicide hits the young, um, the old, the young adults. It hits everyone. Either you know somebody or you've right. gone through it or Something. Yeah. Well, you you have such a a powerful, you know, job here at Christ Fellowship because you are literally, you know, your role is to be the hands and feet. You're in the community, you're engaging with a ton of people, but I'm sure you've seen and witnessed some really cool things as well. Oh, yeah. Um you mind sharing one of those with us? Maybe something that comes to mind. Oh, I know boy. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but yeah. Oh boy. Um recently we were able to serve with the Miami-Dade Police Department, um our South Dade unit, which is actually the biggest here. And we were able to provide backpacks. There was a helicopter there and just coming together with the community to serve the community. Yeah. It does something. It It's sort of like it brings you so much joy. You actually when you serve, you actually get more than what you give. Right. Um, and I think that happens. That happens everywhere, you know. But it's such an amazing experience to be able to work alongside other organizations, you know, like the Miami-Dade Police Department, yeah. even our, our very own Caring for Miami. Yeah. Um, and so coming alongside and being helped. Being being able to provide a need in that community, yeah. it's just an amazing opportunity that we get to do. That's awesome. I love that. And, you know, um, I've, I've been able to be a part of Big Serve Day or Serve Saturday is the, our, our moments where we're out there serving our community. And, and you, we meet so many people, right? Yeah. So many people with different walks of life. They're going through different things. And, and what I love is that the way that God made it is that everyone has a story. You know, we all have a story. Um, and we, one of the things that we say in ministry, like our mess is his message, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I know that everyone has a story. And from my understanding, I, I personally have never heard it. And uh, speaking about Suicide Awareness Month, I know that you have a powerful story as well. And so I would love if, if you would be OK with sharing that with us today, um, because I, I know that it's going to bless someone. Yeah, I actually do. Um BC, before Christ, mm. um, I was not in the right um, space, right mind. 
I actually got married a little bit be before all of this happened. I actually got married when I was 17. Um, I had my daughter, Stephanie, at the age of 20. Mm -hmm. um, I was in a place where I should not have been working in that place. Mm -hmm. And I met a lot of people, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of darkness there, you could say. Yeah. And um, I met someone and it destroyed my marriage. Mm -hmm. um, I decided to continue. And why my husband and I, we separated, we got divorced and we were divorced for two years. And during that time, I was in such a dark place, such a hopeless place, mm -hmm. such a ugly place. Um, my mother was taking care of my daughter. I was on my own. I thought it was cool. I was young. I was a young adult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, one day I was just at home and I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Um, my ex-husband at the time kept inviting me to church. You need to come to church. He came to Christ. I didn't um, during our separation and during our divorce. And I said, no, what am I going to do? He ain't going to help me. Mm. I was like, what is he going to do for me? Oh. I was so dirty that I didn't think he wanted me. Mm. And so oh. I finally threw my hands up and I go, you know, okay, whatever. I'll go. And I went. And I was still not doing what I was supposed to. And during that time, I'm like, I'm giving, I'm, I went to church, great. Um, I'm still in this dark place. I'm still in an ugly place. Mm. And I was at home alone. I was drinking some pills for my anxiety and for my depression because I was depressed. Mm -hmm. um, and I just grabbed them and I tossed them. But Stephanie was there, my daughter. Wow. She was about eight years old, seven, eight years old. And I just laid in bed and I remember laying and she was laying next to me and I was just staring at her and something just clicked in my mind. And I told her, please call your grandfather. Tell him to come pick me up. I did something really stupid. Mm -hmm. And he took me to the hospital. They gave me the charcoal and all of that. And um, they give you this thing. It's really disgusting. And as I was laying there, they go, can we call someone? And I go, call my husband and he was still my ex-husband mm -hmm. and he was working on the road. He worked for, for a courier company and he, he came in and he goes, there was only two reasons why they would call me to the hospital. Either you were dead or that you attempted to kill yourself. Wow. And, um, I remember the doctor came in and he goes, because of what you've done, you have a choice. We can't take your daughter away, um, for what you've done or you need to get treatment. I got treatment. I went back to church. I ended that whole relationship. Mm. And I proposed to my husband again after two years. If I can tell you now, um, it may sound cliche. It may sound however people wish to take it. But the Lord did change me. Mm, yeah. I did not want to go on. Yeah. I thought I was no good to anybody. The Lord didn't want me. I was disgusting. I was dirty. I felt dirty. And no amount of showers, no amount of anything was going to cleanse it, mm. was going to clean it. Wow. Until I finally went back to church. Yeah. And I remember the day I gave myself to, to the Lord. And I remember that I fainted. I fainted and I curled up like a, I was like a, like a child and just sobbing. Mm. And he cleansed me. Mm. Do I still make mistakes? Do I still... Have thoughts? Yes, it's crossed my mind. Mm. But I know, I know the change that he did in me.
He allowed me to restore my marriage after two years. I wow. proposed to my husband. We remarried. And we have two other we have two other kids. So now we have three kids. That's awesome. You know, and we serve together. We serve this community together. He's my sidekick in community engagement. <laughs> you know, but he's the man. Love but him, I am man. telling you, when you feel hopeless and empty, he fills it. Amen. God fills it. Yeah. His word fills it. Like I can't even I can't even explain the amount of change that has come in yeah. my life wow. since that. Wow. Um, I just, before I say anything else, I just want to thank you on behalf of everyone listening. Thank you for your transparency and your vulnerability to be able to share such a powerful story. And, you know, one of the things of the many things that stick out to me is what you were saying even before. Like, you know, this was before you knew Jesus, um, before you met Christ and, you know, you began a relationship with him. But um, one of the things that stood out about your story, and, and I think it's also a misconception that people have about people that attempt suicide is that it's it's only people with mental health problems right it's people yeah. that are they 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 do suffer with anxiety and mm-hmm. depression even though you were in a season with that as well but i've known stories and even i'll share in a little bit myself but um of people it's, it's people that attempt suicide is not someone that is only dealing with mental health issues exactly. they'll be fine but something will happen and something will trigger and so uh, thank you for sharing that, because I, I think that it's important to know that, you know, there's people in the church that don't struggle with it or people outside of the church that don't struggle with mental health issues. But something happens that triggers or this or yeah. that. And it just leads them to this very dark rabbit hole, you know. Right. Um, but one of the things that you were saying is, um, you know, in that season of that you were dealing with anxiety and depression um, in that you were taking medication for that, mm-hmm. right? And so how did you come to realize that diagnosis? You went to the hospital, you went to the doctor? Yeah, I had to get treatment. Yeah. So they sent me to a psychologist. And as I sat there, um, I was there for a very short time mm-hmm. because I really didn't want to be medicated. Yeah. There has to be something wrong with me. I need to fix this. And I remember as I sat with the psychologist and he kept asking, but why would you go through something like this? And the person that kept coming to mind was my ex-husband at the time. Mm. And I think there was so much, um, I was trying to do my own thing. Um, I left him behind and I hurt him so much. And that burden was just so much. I go, will he ever forgive me? Will he ever, he's the, he wasn't the reason why I did it. Right. He was the reason why I shouldn't have done it. Right. I should have just stayed uh, focused in my marriage. Yeah. I got married very young. Right. So trying to explore, which I, looking back now, it's like, how could I? But I had to go to a psychologist and as we, it was like peeling an onion. Yeah. Layers. You know, <laughs> the layers, the layers and trying to get to the core. And at the end of the day, I wanted my family back mm-hmm. and I destroyed it. I didn't know how to put those puzzle pieces back. So I was better off not be even being here. Wow. Let them figure it out. Stephanie will be fine with him. Mm. You know, he'll take care of her. He's always taking care of her. Yeah. Why am I here? I'm causing so much harm. My husband was still in love with me. And I kept tossing him like he wasn't even important. Mm. And as we layered, you know, all the layers started coming off. I realized I wanted to stay. This is what I wanted. Yeah. And I tossed it all. Mm. I, I was just better off not even being here. You know, I guess the well, the question I have because you're n- <clears throat> talking about it right now is you know he wasn't the reason right? right but you know what what do you think other you know it could be with your story or or other people that are listening or watching or the people that we know what do you think 
Like what takes someone to that point to attempt something like this? Like what do you think that takes someone there? I think that we go through things and I think people sometimes feel like they're not worthy. Mm. If they've made a mistake, I'm not worthy anymore. Like in my case, I felt dirty. Sometimes I think people feel that. How can I come back from something that I did? If I'm a drug addict or if I'm a, I hurt my family or I did this or I did that. It's, would they want me again? There's a lot of loneliness. There's right. a lot of, well, that person's not going to want me. He mm-hmm. doesn't love me anymore. Yeah. Why am I here? You know, and it really just, just takes a split second. You know, um, I actually mm. um, have someone in my family who he did go through with it. Mm. And it just took a split second from jealousy. Wow. He was in love with his wife, thought his wife was doing something, and that was that. Wow. And it just literally mm. takes a split second. But it has a lot to, personally, I think it has a lot to do with loneliness, with not knowing where do I turn to, mm. you know. Wow. And I encourage people, like, talk. Yeah. Talk. Be Absolutely. vulnerable. It's Absolutely. okay. Absolutely. It's okay to just talk and share your story. You're not alone. Mm. You are worthy. Amen. There is a purpose for you. Like you, you are worthy of loving. You are worthy to listen to. You're worthy mm. and you're important, mm. you know? And because of that, just find somebody to talk to. Don't do this alone. There's yeah. always somebody. There's a lot of bullying too. Right. You know? Yeah. And I'm telling you, be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. You know? Wow. I <laughs> That's a lot. You've said so many incredible things. And um, that's such great advice for those that are listening. And I hope that those that are tuning in right now, watching or listening, are are really just, just heeding this. Even if you're not someone that struggles with it, you might encounter someone yeah. and you can edify them. But, you know, a lot of our audience, uh, our young adults, whoever's listening or watching, you know, we have a lot of believers and just right. like non-believers. Um, and so one of the questions I know that people have about suicide is, is suicide a, a, a sin? What, what would you, what would you say to that? I do believe it's a sin. Yeah. Because I do believe he made you for a purpose. He mm-hmm. made you for a reason. And, um, but I do believe that there is, forgiveness yeah absolutely i do believe i i 100% agree with you i think that you know it is a sin um it's it's taking your it's murder in Mm -hmm. in a sense uh it's what it is um but god forgives there's a lot of things that i've seen even on youtube or in different podcasts is like is suicide unforgivable and and absolutely (laughs) it absolutely is forgivable um you know if if you have been if you are born again Christian, you have confessed Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, right. and God forbid you attempt that and, and, and go through with it, um, you will walk in paradise with God. It's just, um, it is something that we must see as something that, oh, because the forgiveness is there, it's, it's like Paul is saying, just because grace is there, does that mean you should keep sinning, keep doing these right. things? Absolutely not. Right. So what you're saying is we need to live out the calling and the purpose that God has for us. And so, um, you know, if I may really quick, going back to what I was saying in the very beginning, um, because what I I think some of our young adults could struggle with is navigating conversations with people that are going or through whether it's anxiety, depression, or have had suicidal thoughts. You know, really briefly, briefly, as as fast as I can, my story, was one of, I, again, I didn't struggle with mental health, you know, by the grace of God, none of these things. Um, but 
I had a moment, one moment in life where um, it was a season where I was dating this girl. It's always girls. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I was dating this girl. Um, my parents had just moved back to Ecuador. Um, my oldest sister was moving back to Ecuador. My my middle sister had gotten married. So I was feeling alone, like you said, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then long story short, my best friend of eight, almost nine years. Um, well, my girlfriend cheated on me with him. Oh. I, I caught him and it was just ugly and i spiraled and i felt like everything that you just said is i felt unworthy i felt unseen i felt abandoned by my parents felt abandoned by my relationships and it was the first time ever in my life that i considered i'm like well you know what's the point right, right. um and one of the things and i'm going to ask you a question in a second is one of the things that helped me was you know scripture says to be alert and sober-minded mm -hmm. and that's not just a reference into right alcohol and drunkenness, but right. <laughs> it's just, we need to be sharp with our minds. Mm -hmm. um, what advice would you give someone that is either struggling with it or someone that wants to give advice with someone that's struggling about, you know, suicide and what we need to do as believers? I think as believers, one thing, if you do know somebody that is going through it, um, or has even thought about it, listen, you mm -hmm. could hear, but right. you need to learn how to listen. That's good. Just listen, pause, allow this person to just speak, mm -hmm. speak their heart, ask them to just share what they have in their heart. Yeah. Be there, be present. Forget about cell phones, forget about social media, forget about all that. My goodness. It's yeah. like this one-on-one, -on -one. be present, present and listen, yeah. listen. I think those two are probably the most important because we tend to hear a lot. Yeah. A lot of things come out of our mouth. We tend to only pick up certain little things. Yeah. But when a person is going through that, you need to be able to not pick, just hear them, but you need to listen. Yeah, pick and up just on stuff. Exactly. And if you feel this person, you feel, you know what? I, I get this sense that this person is going to to do something, may possibly harm themselves. Question. Get them help. At oh. that point, Yep. what should you do? That if point, you are getting those red flags, because that's If you important. are getting those red flags, it's an immediate call. Yeah. You need to either call your pastor or call, you know, the suicide hotline, you need to find assistance for this person because mm -hmm. this is what happens. I think sometimes when we're very close to someone and you feel this person might go through this, you still have that in the back of your mind. They're not going to do it. Right. I've known him for too long. Right. That's not going to happen. And then come morning and this person is no longer there. Yeah. So it's important to listen. It's important to be present. And if you feel this person is going to cross over, you really need to get them help immediately. Don't yeah. just leave it. No, we'll call tomorrow. No, no, not at all. I re Man, now that you said that, just triggered. I remember back in my youth ministry days, you know, we used to deal with this a ton, right? Just Baker acting students from yeah. their home and things like that. And I remember I was teaching on this actually a while back. And I remember reading this article about this story who there is this uh, young girl who had a friend and she was picking up on these red flags. And, you know, um, actually it was her mom t writing the article, right. telling her story that this girl was with, with her friend picking up on these red flags, da, 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 da. And, but just, you know, no, nothing's going to happen. And, and then even went to her mom and, and they're like, yeah, nothing's going to happen. The girl, her friend ends up taking her life. And the, because she didn't say anything or truly do anything about it, she felt so guilty that she ended up taking her life because wow. of the guilt and the, right. and like, I should have said something. And this is the mom broken writing this. Right. And I, I just remember reading this to our, our students. And I mean, 
so many students I remember came forward like, hey, my friend, my friend this, my friend that. So what you know, what were you were saying? I was saying, hey, if you have known someone, man, don't just like kind of put a little blanket over it. Mm -hmm. Like they'll be fine. I love that you said that's so important, so crucial because we need to speak up. It is our responsibility. Exactly. Forget us just as humans, but it's our responsibility as followers of Jesus to exactly. make sure to protect those that we love and those that, that God has entrusted to us. And so it's something like see something say something right you know it's just like you hear something say something right <laughs> you know um what's uh some advice actually before i get there i, I have a question here that's actually good um I, I try to never look at my paper but i think I this is great is how does god's love and grace impact your mental health now now that you're in oh. a different season of your life that you've met jesus had an encounter with him oh yeah but how does it affect you now how does it impact you now Oh, boy. <laughs> Come on. Because I'm going to tell you, Do I, like I mentioned earlier, do I still get these thoughts? I do. They do cross my mind when I feel overwhelmed or I'm just, it just crosses my mind. And I can tell you, prayer. It sounds cliche. I always say that. It sounds, I'm telling it. you, yeah. when you are, I have cried in the bathroom while taking a shower on my knees crying wow. and just raising my hands to the Lord. And I'm telling you, it's sort of, it brings you a sense of peace, a sense of calmness mm. to just surrender it to him. Amen. It may sound very, you know, yeah, sure, whatever. No, I'm telling you, yeah. it's what has given me that strength to continue. Yeah, Because just because we are Christians, it doesn't mean that we are not going to go through these trials. Doesn't mean we're immune to it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it does happen. There, we will have sadness. We will feel lonely. We will feel unworthy. But knowing that we have a God that loves us exactly as we are, as dirty as we are, mm -hmm. as broken as we are. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful feeling to know that He's there to comfort you and to carry you. Yeah. And to walk you through. Somebody that. told me um, recently. I never thought of it like this. Which is, um, I was in my small group and our leader said. Do you know that the Holy Spirit goes wherever you go, mm -hmm. right? So imagine if you're going to harm yourself, you're harming the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit is in you. Right. Goes everywhere. You know when you're being sneaky? You know, like when you go with a friend? <laughs> when you're going with a friend and you go, am I going to do that? You know that the friend is behind you? Yeah, let's go. You know, it's like yeah. the Holy Spirit is like, okay, where are we going? Right. You know, type of thing. <laughs> you know, so the Holy Spirit is in you. Yeah. You're harming yourself. Are you harming the Holy Spirit? Right. You know, so walking now, um, I still get sad. I still get depressed sometimes, but I know that there's a God that loves me. And yeah. prayer has been honestly the biggest, the biggest thing for me mm. to be able to overcome it. That's great. And I mean, again, I know that it seems like the Christianese answer cliche, like you're saying, but yeah. it, it's we I think I think prayer is so underrated and mm -hmm. it's something that we say, I'll be praying for you. I'll be praying. for you. And yeah. we never do. Yeah. Um, and, and then even when we do pray and we see the prayers answered, we're so quick to just dismiss it. Exactly. And so I, I love that you're saying about prayer. Yeah. Um, I would encourage also young adults as well. The same thing oh, yes. to, to be in the word of God, to be in prayer. Yeah. And one of the things that we're really passionate about here at Young Adults is our community. Mm -hmm. uh, like what you were saying before is tell someone um, we are a group of people that we know that we are broken and messed up. Right. And, you know, it's funny thing that you were saying about the Holy Spirit. I used to tell my students and I still tell young adults today. I'm like, you know, the presence of God is in you. Right. And so when you're out there messing around doing things that you're not supposed to, God's sitting in that car with you. Like, and like what are we doing? He doesn't <laughs> sin. He doesn't partake, exactly. you know, but he's like, what you doing? You yeah. know? And so. 
But that same spirit is in all of us yeah. and that community is powerful and strong. And so I'm thankful that you share about how God's love and grace has transformed. Um, before we kind of start to wrap up, what is a message that you would say someone that is either um, has gone through it, is thinking of it, has is in a difficult season of their life or knows someone? What would you say? Therapy is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Therapy's not a bad thing. Yeah. You're not crazy. Right. Nothing like I that. I do therapy. It's the best. Therapy's go good. Yeah. Therapy's good. It's talk. Like yeah. I said before, be vulnerable. It's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Be vulnerable. Talk. Talk. Mm. Get it out. And understand that you're not alone. And that you're so important and so loved and so worthy. You are. I'm not just saying that. You are. Yeah. And so I know young adults go through... You know, they're going through through so much, you know, school and and new jobs and all of this. And it becomes a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. Know that there's always somebody to talk to. I know young adults, you have amazing leaders. Um, oh, yeah. We do. have amazing pastors here. Here's one. He's the one that <laughs> leads young adults. Um, they're ready. Leaders are ready to hear you. Don't yeah. do this walk by yourself. Yeah. You know, don't do this walk by yourself. This journey is not for you to take on your own. That's right. I appreciate that. And we're so big on on just community and, and we want to make sure that people yeah. know that we are ready for them. But also uh, we we know that there's professional help as well. Oh, yes. So um, we wanted to end uh, today with just giving our audience some resources. And yeah. so um, if you be, before I give the resources, if if uh, you know of anyone that is struggling with this, please, it is your responsibility to speak up about it. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that we want to tell you. If if like Idania and I were saying, there's red flags that you're picking up in a conversation. Don't feel like it's your burden to get them out of it. Right. Like you, them, like it is your burden to say something about it to someone else, mm-hmm. someone that can handle it. And so, um, and if you are struggling with this, uh, there is a suicide hotline. I'm going to say it, if those are just listening or if you're watching, it's going to come up here. Um, but you can dial 988 and that is the suicide hotline and you can, um, dial that. And again, that's 988. Um, we also here at Christ Fellowship, we offer pastoral care right here. We have incredible yeah. pastors like uh, Idania was saying. Uh, Pastor Don is, <laughs> he's the man. And Amazing. we have people that come in as well. Um, and you can call here the church for pastoral care. That's 305-238-1818. Let me say it one more time. Pastoral care here at Christ Fellowship is 305-238-1818. Shame on me. I should know that number by memory. But I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, and last but not least is something amazing that Daniel was saying. And uh, again, um, it's it's uh, been a blessing to me, to my marriage, to my own individual self is counseling. We believe in counseling. Yep. You're not a weaker vessel because you go exactly. to counseling. You're actually a stronger vessel because you can admit right. that, hey, I'm just going to go talk about this stuff. And so um, we partner here with Wellspring mm-hmm. and they are an amazing organization. Yeah. A lot of our pastors, a lot of our staff, we go there. Um, right. Ilania knows a lot of people there as well, and so yes. she can always connect you to that. But please, you can reach out to uh, Wellspring Counseling Incorporated, and that's the number is 305-722-5380. Again, that's 305-722-5380. And so those are some resources for you guys, and we hope that you are blessed. Ilania, thank you so much uh, you. on behalf of all our audience on behalf of young adults on um, for sharing, for being vulnerable and transparent. Mm-hmm. I know that you're a little nervous being here and everything, but <laughs> you pull it off beautifully. Thank you. And also thank you for what you do for our community. And so I want to give a quick shout out to a community engagement. Um, 
man, we young adults, we are in a season where we're young and we have a lot of time on our hands. Some of us, right? Um, <laughs> but this is the time in the season where we can really just pour our blessing and tears into the kingdom of God like never before. Yeah. Um, some of us are not married yet. We don't have kids. We don't have these crazy responsibilities. Right. And we need to partner up with community engagement with our campuses. And so please reach out. What's the best way to get plugged in um, to start serving? Best way is cfmiami.org slash Saturday. Um, but we just kicked off our prison ministry too. Let's go. So, hey, hey, <laughs> if you want to go there. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah. It's cfmiami.org slash uh, prison. Prison. Awesome. So well, you can make big changes there. That's so. right. So again, please connect to our community engagement. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. We love you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you, Ilania. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode of Adultish, make sure that you check us out on Instagram at youngadults.cf and you check out our church at CF Miami. We post this incredible content once a month, so make sure you check back next month for the next episode of Adultish.